1: This podcast contains strong language and adult themes from the outset. Hi everyone and thanks for listening to Because You Watched, the podcast where comedians pitch completely original TV show and movie ideas. My name is Beck Hill and I am joined by the dancing baby to my Ally McBeal, my, <laughs> my, my Miranda to my Carrie, the glass of water to my Jeff Goldblum. It's Rory the producer.
2: (laughs) Hello, that's me. I'm Rory the producer. I'm here to basically uh, have done some research on the category and to help all of your ideas become the best things they possibly can be before they're added to the Because You Watch slate.
1: Yes, you are.
0: Can confirm. Can
1: confirm. Exactly. That is what we're going to do today. Uh, So first of all, I'm going to introduce our first guest. They are stand-up comedian, writer and co-host of the hit podcast, Do The Right Thing. It's Danielle Ward. Hello. Hey, Danielle. How are you going? This is
3: fun. I I feel uh, overwhelmed interacting with so many human beings at once, even if it is over the computer. It is exciting, isn't it? It's a bit much, really. It's really exciting, yeah. I mean, I did go to Oldie today, so I have had my human contact. Oh,
1: it's it's shopping is <laughs> weird, isn't it? Because I always find that I do that little dash past people, like as if like the quicker I run past them,
3: the less likely I am to get sick. I think that's how it works. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's only two meters if you're loitering, right? You can stand right next to someone as long as you go past them really fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I <laughs> love you bow you you your head down as if you're like saying sorry, sorry.
4: Stupid slow virus. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: that other voice you heard there was a wonderful john gracie hi john hello
4: beck hello danielle
1: hi how's your cupboard
4: my cupboard is a sweaty bedroom Thanks. I'm in our
3: spare room, which is currently my office because my office is too open and my child keeps running into it. Yeah, I've stayed in that spare
1: room. And one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me while staying at someone's place happened in that spare room. What happened? Because I wasn't here. Now I'm worried that something happened. No, I woke up in the morning and... uh, Hang on, I'm going to rephrase this. Staying with
3: your husband sounds weird. I'm going to he was staying here with my husband and I wasn't here or something weird happened. Did it involve his penis?
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is getting good.
3: <laughs>
4: I'm writing all this down. It's going to change my movie pitch.
1: <laughs> I was staying at your place when I was doing a show up in York and it was when your baby was tiny. I had a weird experience because I woke up in the morning and heard really, really fast like footsteps really really fast running up the stairs and I was terrified because like your baby was far too small yeah well your baby was way too small to be running or even walking and I was like what I got so freaked out and then I remembered that you also have a dog
4: (laughs) but the dog was down in London
1: (laughs) there's nothing scarier than like a like as a, i was just doing tapping sounds she's only just
3: got to an age where she can come out of her bedroom and walk down the corridor and it scares the fuck out of me every time she does it because i'll be like i'll be in bed and suddenly i hear these footsteps and you're like oh i mean i think it's the baby but it might be a murderer
4: <laughs>
3: could be both <laughs>
1: I'll pass you over to Rory the producer now to introduce the category.
2: Okay we're going to get a little bit spooky uh, this time. Our category is Teen Screams which is a real category on Netflix. There are 34 titles within it at the time of recording including Unfriended, uh, the remake of Child's Play and a movie called The Rage which is apparently Carrie 2. Um, Has anyone seen any of the titles in this category? Is anyone a big fan of the genre? I feel
3: Really sad I really really love horror films and um all of the straight to I, in fact this is how much I love them I'm writing a horror film at the moment for BFI mm. right I love wow. horror films I take it this is the one you're pitching to us yeah <laughs> this is a, yeah I mean I, I thought you know it's it's so great why not put it out on a podcast um, and like <laughs> um but yeah I, I I love horror so much and Netflix horror films are oh goodness they're bad they're not even as good as like straight to the video <laughs> ones they're just terrible. I think it must right. I, I mean, I apologise if this is true, and I'm saying this, but it must be a tax dodge, right? No one <laughs> makes these horror films on purpose.
2: I, I don't. I wouldn't rule it
3: out. <laughs> it must be, I've set up my company. I I need to launder all of this money that I've got from selling cocaine. <laughs> I'll make a horror film because
4: they always make money, right? Horror films, even if they're crap. Cause yeah, they do. Everyone just enjoys a good like a good spook or even a bad spook. Wait, are we yeah. basically
1: coming up with the producers? But with horror films
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: that's what everybody does
4: with horror films i so what i watched on the list I, d- I looked through the list they all looked absolute dog shit so i didn't watch any of them um <laughs> but then i saw i'd never seen the purge and I always wanted to see that i was like well, okay it's in the category of teen scream i'll watch this teen screams uh turns out you can just put a teenager in a horror film that doesn't really relate to the plot and call it a teen scream because that film has the teenagers are utterly irrelevant they're kind of just they're kind of there in the background a bit, and they do some plot beats. But to call that a teen scream, I'm trying to think of an example. It'd be like calling the Breakfast Club a film about breakfast food.
2: Well, <laughs> well I've got, I've got, I've got to ask you though, John. In The Purge, does a teen scream? I mean, yes, well, but that's not a teen scream movie. Like if that's our category, I'm sure we well, can put a lot of films all right,
4: in well, there. <laughs> let's let's define the category. That actually
1: yeah. was going to be my question. Yeah, what is what makes a, something just a scream film? Or a teen scream film?
4: I think it's got to be things that teenagers are scared of, right? Specifically. That's certainly what my pitch is about.
1: Responsibility, adulthood.
4: Yep. (laughs) Responsibility, the terror of growing old,
3: that kind of thing. Pubes. (laughs) Pubes! I always thought um, teen scream was uh, lots of teenagers get killed. So your typical Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Mm. Street type thing. I always sort of had it in that category
2: yeah i think i think so i think that's fair i did i did a cursory glance over the netflix category to see this exact thing to see if the main characters are teens in the teen screams and what i found is that out of the 34 entries into the category 21 of them do have their main characters as teenagers so that is a good baseline to go on nine of them have adults as their main characters and four of them have wee little tiny children so you can have a variety of ages as your, uh, your leading cast, but the majority teams. Also worth noting, no elderly people as the main characters in any of these movies. So uh, okay. maybe some rewrites if any of you mm. have wow. in, the, in the nursing <laughs> oh, home. <yeah. laughs>
1: John, Gracie, you're up first. Give us your pitch. What have you got?
4: So we've got a slow fade on a on a boys' locker room, like teenage, like uh, think think of the the locker room scene in Carrie, but um, flipped. So it's all boys. They've played like American football. They're in their towels. They're like whipping each other a bit. They're kind of slapping each other's butts. It's very like it's how like American like males interact. So homosocial. But not in any like homophobic at the same time. Yeah. So it's kind of the you can you can see the fear and the like attraction and it's all like it's all, all <laughs> mulling about it's like slow mo pan across these like these young kids like tickling each other or whatever, um, and then one character is looking very like upset about how like that uh, we see like a homophobic like a guy slaps another person away and it's like oh don't touch me bro and there's one guy that's looking very uncomfortable with that um, and while all this is happening. Uh, this beautiful like cheerleader walks in he's like she's like a kind of stereotypical straight white boy fantasy like you know short skirt big boobs the kind of gross like Ugh, like cheerleader um and all the boys are just cooing over her but it's todd who is the biggest buffest teen that she goes towards right she moves up to him and everyone else just kind of leaves they're laughing they're giggling and they're like oh todd i guess she's chosen you and she leaves um Todd knows he's going to get laid. He doesn't even care about his girlfriend, Carly. He's going to get laid with this beautiful woman.
1: How do we know about his girlfriend? Has he been... Does he say that? We'll come
2: to that later. Does he say, it's a great question. do question. care
1: Maybe... about my girlfriend, Carly?
2: He gets like a faded photo out of his pocket and folds it. He's like, no, you can't see this. Yeah, no, no.
4: Yeah, he's got a locket around his neck with Carly's face in it. And he closes it. <laughs> Rips it off. Right.
3: And he spits in it and then he closes it. Yeah.
4: He spits in it and closes it. This is great. We'll do it visually. We don't need a script. We don't need words here. We'll show it. Yeah, he gobs in the locket, closes it. And it's like, wow, this guy's a piece of work. So she reaches down into his pants, a smile. on. Or well, He's wearing a towel. She takes off the towel. He, she reaches down, a smile on her face. And we, we go close up to his smile, right? he's And he's got like a little fuzzy little teenage boy moustache on those crappy little moustaches. And then his smile turns into a frown of horror. We hear a horrible giggle, the sound of shears opening, and a horrible slicing sound. And the last thing we see is a large severed penis oh, slapping to the floor gosh. in a pile of blood. Mm. Cut to the titles: "The Dick Cutter." <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
4: that's our cold open. Any questions?
3: That's a good cold open.
2: I think I think the name explains the, it pretty <laughs> simply. I don't I don't think there's any need to ask any more questions.
4: I know. If I told you it was called the Dick Cutter. It wouldn't have had the same power. No. So basically, this 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 creature, who I'm going to call the I'm going to call the Dick Cutter or DC to the fans, um, is going around slicing off uh, horny boys' penises. Um, so there's a spate of like of Dick cuttings. Um, <laughs> and what happens is the creature. And this is a bit of a spoiler, sorry, but the creature, which is a kind of like uh, what well, we find out towards the end, exactly what it is, but it is able to take the form of whatever you are most horny for to make oh. you aroused and then a part mm-hmm. of its body becomes the scissors and it uh, and it cuts your dick off
1: i was gonna ask about that i was like why didn't he see the shears
4: well exactly because what this is all about is that this demon and it is a demon sorry these are spoilers but um is uh what it essentially is is a karmically balancing power and so what it is doing it is fueled by toxic masculinity and the more toxic a person is the more of a target they are. So it kind of gobbles up all that toxicity and it powers them, Um, which means that the, so the reason that uh, uh, Todd's character at the start is the target, not because he's the hottest, is actually because he was cheating on his girlfriend. Um, Um, So the more, uh, that's why I needed that important bit where he thinks I'm cheating on my girlfriend, (laughs) which we actually fixed a lot with the spitting and the locket. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. 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 Well I, I like the idea of there being moments where we get to see what some of the teens are horny by.
4: Yes. Exactly, Beck. That is exactly what I want from the writer's so room. So
1: suddenly, you know, this hot cheerleader turns into a Shetland pony and everyone's like, Whoa. Yeah. That's weird. Except for yeah, one, exactly. one guy who's like, Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. So <laughs> So this is the thing. The so the main character who called Connor Rodriguez, who is the guy in the locker room who um who is who is uh, like pissed off by all the homophobia. So He's the only one of those of those jocks who doesn't see this character as a as a hot cheerleader because he's gay. Uh. So when he's being interviewed later his story is different but he doesn't want to admit that he's gay because of the toxic atmosphere. So he doesn't give away that he sees anything different. So the main the main story is a mystery where I forgot to mention our other main character Billy Dixon who is your kind of <laughs> average boy next door guy. He wants to he wants to get laid, get good grades and not get his dick cut off. That's what I've written in the uh, in the tagline.
3: Get that put on a t-shirt.
4: Yeah. So him, Connor, and Carly Patterson, who is the, the girlfriend of the of the jock who gets killed, um, they all team up to figure out what's going on because they figure out something's weird here. Why did everyone see a slightly different thing in the locker room? Why are their stories not matching up?
3: I like the idea that they're freaked out that they all saw a different thing and not the fact that penises have been locked off. That's like, <laughs> oh, who cares about that? The janitor will take care of
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely freaked out about the penises being <laughs> locked off. That is true. What
3: happens to the penises
1: afterwards? I I mean I like to think Right that they're then collected by someone at the school, maybe, who then, you know, everyone thinks that they're the evil thing that's going around lopping on penises, but it's just someone with a penchant of penises. And then the demon takes the form of a bucket of penises. And then they're like, oh, even more penises. And then their penis gets chopped up.
4: Um, What I've written in in my brief is DC takes the dicks home to its underground lair slash hell where it uses them for nefarious purposes slash makes a diorama.
1: <laughs> a diorama like where the penises represent their full-bodied counterparts.
4: Yeah, exactly. Doing various activities. No, I think he wants to milk or it wants to milk the penises for oh. their toxic masculinity because that is where it gets oh. its power from. I feel-
3: sad that this poor dick cutter thinks that toxic masculinity is stored in the penis when it should have taken the balls as well. I
4: know. I'm so glad you've mentioned this Danielle because we come we come to the ending. So the ending is the prom where, you know, lots of lots of potential toxic masculinity is gonna appear, right? So they find out after a lot of digging the the um the main three characters find out that every sixty nine years this thing happens (laughs) in the school. They find out that the monster is going to appear. The DC is going to appear at prom, where there's lots of like you know speeches about how all the girls look great and all the guys look like you know it's all very objectifying and and not cool. So that the DC is there where it's going to get the most of its energy. And um, (laughs) oh god, I've got to I have written this down, so I've got to I've got to tell you. So the so Dick Cutter is there, like it dresses up as a like. i'm I'm trying to imagine what it would dress up as to be the most objectified by everyone um and it's got it's got its dick hanging out right and so the 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 teams our heroes run up with a huge pair of scissors and cut its dick off only for it to laugh swipe them away and say the source of my power was never in my dick it was up here and it points to its head right because it's like toxic masculinity isn't in the dick i mean it could be in the balls but i've got it in the head (laughs) um so they go, okay, everyone, it's up there. So they all go to tackle this beast to the ground, right? And Connor Rodriguez, our, uh, our jock, is about to strike the killing blow. But then DC turns into Billy, who is the person he's had a crush on the whole time. He's been unable to accept his uh... feelings because he's been told that being gay is a bad thing and it, all this toxic masculinity. And it's only by accepting that he's in love with Billy that he's able, that he's stop, able to stop feeding DC which case it loses his power and then they cut his head off nice so i I do need your help casting the dick cutter himself because i think he's going to be a recurring franchise character like freddy krueger so it needs to possibly an unknown you know it might all be the makeup i think i think probably someone androgynous ideally tilda
3: swinton yeah oh tilda swinton yes
4: oh yes so Those of you who've listened to the podcast before, we mentioned Channing Tatum a lot, and he's very rarely a named character. He just plays like a random hottie. So I think Todd, the jock, should be Channing Tatum. Billy, our kind of dweeby lead, I was thinking is Michael Sarah. Nice. Uh,
1: And the other thing we need to know is obviously when we're going to pitch to the big money people in their gold buildings, we want to get their attention, right? So how are we going to get the ball rolling with them? What, what, what? stunt are we going to play in order to get this pitch to really
3: hit them, you know? Well, I mean, I assume you're going to cut someone's dick off, right?
4: (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah. That was (laughs) was my plan. Next!
3: that is a showstopper that... I defy anybody to not be impressed by that <laughs> well to,
2: to, 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 avoid, to avoid actually uh, causing people harm it's very bad for the insurance can we do it like that thing where you do it with your thumb for kids where you go up, oh, your thumbs come off but we just do it for their dicks and like is that freaking you out like so we hold our hands <laughs> over their naked crotch <laughs> and close our thumbs <laughs> i
4: think that's worse somehow <laughs> it's much more sexually aggressive in a way also you're that with their dick i think we should have a pair of ceremonial shears that we use uh even if we don't actually cut their dicks off
1: and then a big ribbon that looks like a penis
4: Yes, yeah, a penis ribbon perfect yeah.
1: and then we we say i now declare this pitch meeting open <laughs> nice There'll be more because you watched in just a moment, but before that, I wanted to remind you that we are on social media. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by looking for youwatchedpod. That's at youwatchedpod. Give us a shout out, say hi, tell us what your favorite films have been so far and why, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. That is a fantastic idea. I'm very
3: interested to see what you've got for us, Danielle. What have you got? Well, thankfully, my idea is nowhere near as developed and so won't take us <laughs> long to read. Um, my idea is The Last Jock, and it's about a high school that is haunted by the ghost of The Last <laughs> Jock Because we all know, like, in American high schools, they love the jock, right? The guy who won all the trophies and the trophy cabinet, and he's come back to seek revenge on all the new jocks who out-jock him because sports science has moved Mm. on so much. So, like, when he was a jock, he, he could only run. Like, his distances weren't as good because they didn't have sports psychology and, you know good legs and stuff however he only died recently so he's a a, a 70 year old man so it's not like he's died tragically he's an old man who has died who is now a ghost and all the living jocks who are dicks because they're jocks have to work together to defeat the last jock before they all get killed by this evil ghost which most of them are um so everybody gets killed obviously apart from the new last jock in many ways um so they have to defeat this evil jock ghost and uh, true to the genre of teen horror, there are five main characters. Um, I don't know if you know that the, the, the are, there are meant to be five main characters in teen horror, if you've seen Cabin in the uh, Woods. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, the, the yeah. The jock, the virgin, the nerd stoner, the cheerleader, and I can't remember what the last one is. But I thought that was too obvious, so I've decided to make all my five characters... They're all jocks, indistinguishable from each other in terms of status, character and ethnicity. So they're all exactly the same character, but five different men. And uh, the last jock is called Chet Grade. So the the 70-year-old man who is a ghost is Chet Grade. And the other jocks are Brad, Brett, Scott, Tommy and Magnus. There are no female characters with actual names. I don't think you need it. I think just like five white guys. I I'm really fed up of seeing women and people of colour in things. So I thought, get back to basics. Five white guys. A white guy is the killer and no other people are in it. Um <laughs> and so stuff happens. I mean like it's teen horror, right? All you have to do is just kill everybody. Can
1: I suggest just to, to make that really realistic though, is um yes, let's let's only fill up with with cis white straight men. But um, not let any of them in the writers' room. Yeah. So if we could just make it that all of their lines and stuff are just guessed based on what women and people of colour <laughs> think that they would
3: say, uh, that would be really great. Oh, just that add, sounds great. Add an idea of what it is. Yeah, I like that a lot. And so uh, these five guys all get killed in various fun ways. I think one might be. Um, I want one stabbed with a, a drum kit. You know, like a hi hat. But I think that would be fun. Someone gets stabbed with one of them. Uh, someone probably gets killed with some... I think making thematically making them all get killed by sports, things feels too obvious. So one of them might walk into a helicopter at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but can you make it that the helicopter isn't actually running? They just walk into the side of it so hard that they just walk into it.
4: Or maybe they were trying to jump really high and jump <laughs> to the blades.
1: But the blades aren't running. Oh. I really want it to be that you think that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> And then they're like, "Whoa, lucky! I nearly <laughs> got hit by that blade." And then, like, the pilot opens the door, and the door just knocks them out, and they're dead.
2: Yeah. So, is this last jock, this Czech grade, who is the last of the great jocks before all this uh, fancy fancy sports science came into it? Is he trying to? Yeah. Is he killing these guys by kind of goading them that they're not jock enough? So, like, he is saying like, I bet you can't jump as high as I can, and then they jump up into the helicopter blades that are definitely not running. They just bonk their head, but that's <laughs> that sort of thing.
3: <laughs> he could do that. I think. I think. Um... I would like. I think each uh, death needs to be tailored to the person. I mean, although I've just said they're all exactly the same. I like the new one. wrong with it? Let's let's keep it open. I love the idea that he just goads them because he is a seventy-year-old man, after all. Even though he's a ghost, so he's probably not strong enough to do anything. He can barely lift a medicine ball. <laughs> i like, come over here, pick this medicine ball up, just put it over your head. You know that sort of stuff. Um, but what I thought would be great, because I was thinking, you know, obviously. Chet is both. Um, I think he needs to be quite hard and quite sporty, but also a man in his seventies. And so, the only actor I think who could play Chet is Jonathan Banks. Right. Oh yes. From that's there's a scene in the new series oh, right. of uh, Better Call Saul yes. where he, he goes to town on like four. I think four like thugs come and try and beat Mike up, and uh, he absolutely pounds them. And you're like, he's a really old man. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? If if Vince Gilligan is prepared to suspend that disbelief I don't see why yeah, I Jonathan can. Banks
2: of uh, Mike from Breaking Bad can definitely hold himself Also have you seen some pictures of young Jonathan Banks
3: No is he sexy well, Look at him
2: Let me let me let me let me confirm
3: Yeah now I, I really need to see this too <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe
1: not
2: a banging hottie, I mean, but he looks pretty. He's good. He's definitely over a five out of ten. But um, oh,
1: I see it. No, I see. I see what
3: you're saying. It's a smouldering look.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit, little bit grizzled, a little bit of a tough guy. It's
3: not like a young Joe Biden, though, is it? No, come on. Well, I've got other casting suggestions, obviously, because I imagine this is being a straight to Netflix horror, which means that all the teenagers need to be played by men in their thirties and forties. <laughs> so I thought my teenage, my teenage jocks, my ideal casting teenage jocks are Joe McHale. James Vanderbeek, oh, yeah. Justin Chambers, who is Dr. Alexis from Grey's Anatomy. No, it's Alex Krev, not Alexis. Alex Crowe from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Jamie Dornan, and Magnus is played by Luke Evans because Magnus has to survive till the end. Okay. So normally, obviously who survives in a teen slasher is the virgin. Now, no one would believe that 40-odd-year-old Luke Evans is a virgin. (laughs) So he survives by giving up sport and getting into alcohol abuse because his friends have died. So, I mean, it makes sense. And then right at the very end, so very end, like like Mount Royal Street, right at the very end, you think Luke Evans slash Magnus is now sitting in a pool of tears, drowning his sorrows in uh, a light American beer to denote an <laughs> alcohol problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then a locker bursts open and you hear Chet's laugh coming down the corridor.
2: Oh, my word.
4: So Chet's killing them out of jealousy, right? Because they're all uh,
3: yeah.
2: younger and fit. they all really good yeah. jocks, yeah. OK, so if we did a stunt for this one, like the other one, what would what would it be?
3: I would bring in an actual locker, you know, an actual full-sized locker, yeah. and I'd bring it into the room and I'd go, gentlemen, because there aren't going to be any female film execs, I'd go, gentlemen, you're about to be amazed, and then I'd tip it forward and little Jonathan Banks would fall out onto the floor and then I'd kick him and say, tell them the story.
4: <laughs> Why is he little, Jonathan Banks? <laughs>
3: Quite sure <laughs> is he and they would be like tell them tell them tell them and he's and and they'd be so overawed that a member of cast from breaking bad was in the room they'd buy anything
1: can you, can you put him <laughs> first of all can you put like a a sheet over him like so he's dressed as a ghost oh that's a good idea yeah yeah, yeah
3: just to really get the point across like this but be- better but like probably this costume but a bit better like a, a really expensive sheet imagine not this this was a really cheap <laughs> seat, but, like imagine one of those hundred quid ones so, there those John Lewis ones. Yeah, set. like 400 tog <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So just
4: in case anyone is interested, Jonathan Banks is 1.74 metres, which is uh, 5.7 feet. So
3: he's quite short, I guess. That's short. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. you know. Little Jonathan Banks.
4: <laughs> We only refer to him as little Jonathan Banks at all is times. That,
3: Danielle,
1: is that the tagline for your film? Is it is it the last John's tagline at little jonathan banks
2: Little jonathan banks
1: <laughs> yeah you know what I'm, if
3: that's what the room wants i'm gonna go with that let's write by committee.
2: what's the tagline for
3: yours john
4: right tagline is uh i've written this down here uh so our main character is called billy dixon and so the tagline is the dick cutter will he be billy dixon or billy dixon? <laughs> oh, <fresh him> <laughs>
1: those were our newest contributions to the Because You Watch Slate under the subheading Teen Screams. Rory, how's the slate looking for those shiny new additions?
2: Uh, First up is John's idea, the dick cutter. This is absolutely terrifying movie is it meets big mouth where horniness is the enemy this demon the dick cutter or the DC appears every 69 years and is some kind of sexy shapeshifter that is able to take the form of whatever you're most horny for it goes around slicing off horny boys penises and collecting them to milk and be placed in a diorama in his <laughs> underground layer slash hell uh, he was assumed killed. you read it all out loud brawly. Jesus. <laughs> he was assumed killed 69 years ago um, but the massive resurgence in toxic masculinity in the last couple of years have awoken it from its slumber and it's back in action. So they try to lay an ambush for it in The Prom, which is obviously a big source of energy for it with all that toxic masculinity sloshing around, but they end up falling into its trap by thinking that chopping its stick off would solve anything. Just no, the toxicity <laughs> is all in the mind up top. But to lop off this head, our main character, Billy Dixon, and friends have to come to terms with the fact that Billy is in fact gay and in love with his best friend and when this surfaces the wholesomeness overflows and the monster is defeated our next idea sorry mum and dad <laughs> our next <laughs> idea is Danielle's idea the last jock and then tagline little Jonathan Banks <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a high school which is haunted by the last jock which is a ghost chet grade now it's very important to let you know that this jock died of old age he is a 70 year old man um, and he's haunting all the modern jocks who've been upheld by things like sports science and you know proper healthcare and diets and all these things that aren't very jock things indeed or at least he thinks so he essentially goads them all into killing themselves by challenging them to do a series of th- physical feats, uh, which he says are really easy and they definitely couldn't do. Things like lifting an enormous kettlebell over their head and dropping it or jumping into a static helicopter blade. Uh, Magnus, the (laughs) new last jock, ends up surviving by the end of the movie and, uh, of course, uses his survival to sink into a deep depression and become an alcoholic. But is this enough to stop Chet Grade, the last jock? No, of course not, because we're going to end on a sequel hook. Chet is back for more and is ready to take some more jocks down a peg or two. That is the last jock, little Jonathan Banks and the Dick Cutter. Two <laughs> great new additions to our Because You watch Slate. Oh, what a tagline. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think those are two fantastic ideas. We're definitely going to become millionaires. And of course, if anyone listening reckons that they've got some suggestions for those films or any cast members you would like to see in them, do give us a shout. We are at Because You Watched Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We'd also like you to subscribe to us if you haven't already. I don't know why you wouldn't have. And review us on Apple Podcasts. It's very, very helpful. Um, Danielle,
3: thank you for joining us. Have you got anything to plug for our listeners? Um, I'll plug briefly. I have a podcast called Do The Right Thing and uh, it's on Acast and it's very silly. Also, I'm on Twitter, at Captain Ward. I've shut down my account for the moment because I think there's some real rage going on, but I might open it up again (coughs) one day. I'm not on Facebook because I think it's a genuine tool for evil and I'm on Instagram, but I can't remember my handle. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: a good plug. It's decent. Follow me. (laughs) John Gracie, thanks again for joining us. What would you like to plug?
4: um oh yeah you can follow me on twitter at john gracie i normally would plug werewolf live which is a comedy game show that i run but uh, uh, i got married oh, didn't didn't get married this saturday was supposed to and we did a little fun thing on twitch where we sang some songs and it was really nice so just watch that it's twitch.tv forward slash john gracie and you can watch me and my fiance viv uh, who will be my fiance for a little bit longer Uh, Singing some fun songs it's very wholesome. It's just a nice thing to do. So that's my my plug.
1: Yeah, and if everyone becomes your friend, you know, really good in the next year and a half, they might get an invite to your new wedding.
4: God, it's a minefield. Yeah, (laughs) probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. This episode of Because You Watch featured Danielle Ward, John Gracie, Rory Binks, and me, Beck Hill. It was produced by Joe Grace and Martin Tricky.